This episode is sponsored by iTunes. Go to www.cheapseatreviews.com. Click on the iTunes button, purchase anything you want, and a small portion will go to this podcast. The only real question we should ask ourselves during our existence is, how much is a man's life worth? Knowing what you're worth is like knowing what day you're going to die. Me, I'm worth $20 million, and I'd hand over every last dollar to get my old life back. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. What is up? And thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 82, and today we're talking about The Family. I am Sean Sean Allred. That was hard to say. (laughs) Sean Allred. And joining me tonight is Chad, the water is brown, Evans. Well, you see, I, I really wanted to be here last week, but unfortunately, due to this, the day of my daughter's wedding, I was not able to attend. So, I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. You're going to let me talk like this until I get tired, and then I'm going to cut off your fingers. <laughs> I mean, if. It kind of went into Donald Trump there at the end. (laughs) Kind of did. I'm really sorry about that. A little, it did. Um, (laughs) I'm still a little embarrassed by going into Trump. Uh, That's okay. Um, (laughs) But every time I hear Catherine say, "This is cheap seat reviews," I actually want to say, "And that is an expensive knockoff." But you know what? You know whatever. It's great to be back. Hey, welcome back, buddy. Um, (laughs) Andrew, I'm not reading that. I don't even remember what it was before, but I'm not reading that. Did Andrew uh, take up the helm? Yeah, Andrew uh, has now... Yeah, I I gave him control of my script, and now he is... Awesome. I don't even remember what it was now. Um, Damn it. What's what's wrong with that? I don't Uh, see the problem. But it's not true. Anyway, okay, fine. According to Andrew, Andrew, Michelle Pfeiffer looks like a, like a coke whore. Jimison. Hey, how you doing? Hey. Hey, Paulie. Hey, how you doing? East of Asian. All right. Um, Forget about it. Uh, and Sam, is that a dead body I smell? No, just a dog? Okay. Vector. Hey, you guys. Ready for hey, a good hey. podcast tonight, eh? Oh, wait a second. I went into a Canadian mobster. That's not good. You can hey. apologize once they cut off your fingers, eh? <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> all of those accents were terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I'm going to no, speak in my... You're terrible. I'm going to speak in my uh, Russian accent throughout this episode. Oh, okay, good. Yes. Good. So, you know what? I think I'm going to switch to my Russian as well. That is good as well. Great, maybe um, we can get out of here real quick. Let's go. Yeah. 
so let's pull up a comfy chair and dive into this show. Uh, we have no corny, obviously, tonight. He is battling some kind of illness. Um, we He just said, he, he literally called out like 15 minutes before we started recording. He's like, hey, I'm dying over here. I can't even like whatever so I'm andrew dying over here right so once again andrew uh jimison has has come in he's um has saved the day as saved he, the day, uh, yes. unfortunately he couldn't last week for reasons so uh, but we are glad to have him this tonight even though he keeps messing up my script so sorry <laughs> deny your access here in a few minutes if you <laughs> um so before we get any farther what is the family the family the Manzoni family, a notorious mafia clan, is relocated to Normandy, France under the Witness Protection Program, where fitting in soon becomes challenging as their old habits die hard. That's right. With a vengeance. Now, if you have really good headphones and you're listening to an episode and you heard squealing in the background, that would have been my son um, <laughs> losing his mind for whatever reason when we were recording that. So... Um, it kind of sounded like the background music to Britney Spears' Toxic. Hmm. Actually, yeah. That, that, yeah. 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 Ooh, wait. Did Sam do that? Yeah, I know my Britney Spears, yo. Oh. I'm actually a little embarrassed for everybody else because of that. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I don't know the song. You I just give me one. grief about the movies I watch with my wife, but you know the song Toxic by Britney Spears? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you not seen the video? No. Yeah, she's haven't. like on a plane and is yeah she's, she's the last it. the last music video I've heard I watched I was seventeen years old and it was the first one like hit me baby one more time yeah and yeah I, I kind of fell in love there for a few minutes though. but that's okay that was a long time ago ladies and gentlemen we interrupt this podcast to bring you crap <laughs> <laughs> hey we're just talking about and now back VH1 to our regularly scheduled podcast right <laughs> yeah definitely Chad is. Back with us tonight, feeling good. Uh, so this is the family. This is 2013's The Family. This is our second Luke Besson film. Should have been our third, but um, we will one day once once if Lockout ever gets back on Lockout, Lockdown, yes. Lockout, whatever it is, if that ever gets to streaming in, we will definitely do that. But this is our second we, Luke we, Besson we, film. Yes, um, our first being The Fifth Element. Um, uh, I, I would this film be any more different than that though? Well, well, yeah, it can be. So uh, Luke Besson has done some All right, let's just talk about this for just real quick cuz it's been bothering me. He did uh he did a bunch of, he did a couple of fil uh, French films and then he did La Femme Nikita which spawned a really great TV show. It was a good movie. And then he did Leon the Professional which was in 94. And I actually feel like ever since then, whatever he does, people are like, oh, because Leon was such a really, really good film, we're going to give him a pass. Mm -hmm. You know how like Christopher Nolan does like The Dark Knight and then everything he's done since then, everyone was like, this is the greatest thing ever, even though I didn't really like Interstellar at all. Um, but I did. I, I liked it. I liked, the, yeah. The bookshelf thing just was enough for me. So, I thought it was fun. I liked uh, Inception. Inception was great. And I think that was kind of it. Anyway, my point being that there are other 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 directors that I think can. I mean, the the Dark Knight Rises was horrendous. It was awful, and and I think people were like, "But it's it's Christopher Nolan. It's okay, uh, you know." Well, I and don't think we've given that one a pass here. We haven't. Like the four of us haven't, yeah. but I think other people do. So the point I'm trying to get to real quick though is that 
Uh, he did Lucy, his most recent film, which I thought was kind of terrible. Was Scarlet... there French in it? Were yes. there people speaking French? Yes. What the heck is up with that? He well, he is French, so every movie has to be in in France um, mm. at some at some point. Um, the family, uh, which this the the lady in France, and then he did he wrote a bunch of the um, the transporter movies, like he wrote a, like all of them. Um, you know what I'm talking about the you know the transporter. I mean he's even written he's already written five and six for transformer uh, transporter, and he wrote the refueled. So anyway, didn't, didn't he also write Taken? He. That's in France too. Yeah. Yeah, he did do. Wait, I gotta find it. When did he do? When it was taken? Yeah, he wrote Taken. Yeah, and Taken Two, and Probably Taken, taken three. three. Yeah, and of course all of the Nikita series, La Femme Nikita. Um, he's Taken, he's, not Tekken, right? Yeah, not Tekken, not the video game. Oh, um, so I was a badass at that. Lockout. I was horrible. Oh, I he didn't this. direct Lockout. He just he wrote it. Anyway, so my point being is that <laughs> he has everything is in France for whatever reason, and all of his movies I kind of feel like well at least I mean the fifth uh, fifth element, um, I don't know they're all just kind of a little different and whatever and I was expecting this movie to have the fun that the fifth element had, so we'll talk really? more about yeah I kind of we'll talk about well I mean the on IMDb it's rated comedy crime thriller. So when comedy is the first word, I was expecting funny. Um, okay. not, not to say that this movie wasn't funny. I'm just I was kind of expecting that kind of calamity, so to speak, um, <laughs> in the first one. So we'll do this as we do every episode. Chad, uh, I'm going to ask you this question before I ask you, Chad. Yes. We this is sure. all of our first time viewing this movie, correct? No. Uh, yes. Really, Andrew, you've seen this yep. before? Yeah, I saw it when it first came on Netflix, like a year or a year and a half ago. Okay, cool. Well, so until Chad. I'll let you go. Okay, great. Um, this is actually my this is obviously my first time seeing this film, and I kind of went into it in, kind of in a bad mood, um, so I didn't really have really high hopes for it. But after sitting through it and and like after the first after the first major scene when the when when uh, Shell Pfeiffer's in the in the in the store where she struggles with French, she struggles struggles with speaking French, but she can clearly understand everything that they say. Um, it's because she had that floating then, text near her face. Of course. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, speaking from experience, when I went to Germany, it, it kind of happens that way. You can kind of understand it a lot better before you can speak it well. I thought you were talking about floating text. Yeah, I was too. I'm like, is there floating text around? <laughs> when when uh, Herr Sitter, what was his name? Oh, come on, from last week, our callback. Oh, uh, hair, uh... Vasily. Yeah, hair, si- uh, sniffa, hair sniffa, when hair sniffa, sniffa. Was, <laughs> when, when hair sniffa was yelling at you. You yes. can see, see the word and things. Hair sniffa. Oh my gosh, that was great. <laughs> so anyway, anyway, like I was saying, and then instead of just, you know, just getting what she needs and getting out of there, no, she burns the place down. Right. Which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I, I actually laughed out loud on that one. <laughs> And then the kids. I was talking with Sam earlier about this. Like, I could watch the kids like all day. I just think that was just hilarious. How they're just like, yeah, da, 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 beat you, beat your ass with a tennis racket. Right. <laughs> with an inch of his life. 
<laughs> Girls are like, not things and, you just f in the park and throw away. Yeah, she was awesome. So, she was awesome. Yeah. Um, she's from Glee. Who was that? She is from Glee. That's where I know her. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. What else? What else? What else? Um, oh, I know that they did this just to just to advance the plot and everything, but. How coincidental was it that that one newspaper? Oh my God! Just that happened newspaper. to get on the plane, <laughs> just happened to get thrown away, yeah. and it happened to end up in a landfill. Uh-huh. And but I to... love the fact that they they followed the entire path, though. Yeah, that's just that is awesome. Well, it was funny, but like I'm every moment it happened, like the next uh, adventure in this newspaper's life, I was rolling my eyes. <laughs> I I would have believed. Way more had they published their newspaper thing online. And, you know, and like maybe they have like, I, I don't know, maybe they stumble on it online or like a blog or something. Like, I don't know. Like the way they got it, I thought was just ridiculous. But And the, how he figured it out is like, if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me. And I'm just like. Surely, a lot of people say that. A lot of people say that. Well, he, yeah, but saying we're we're expected to believe that he remembered that joke that he said, what six years ago? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, I barely remembered hair sniffer from last week. Yeah, I'm not going to remember. I'm not going to remember that six years from now when Sam comes over to the house, clicks his heels, and goes, "Yeah, sniffer." I'm like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, that would still be pretty funny. So, anyway, I just. I felt that 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 whole sequence was, and I know why they did it because they needed to advance the plot, and they needed to you know invoke some type of you know conflict, other than the guy, other than you know Robert De Niro blowing up a tank, and miraculously all the water is clear. Never didn't really understand that, but I'm okay. not sure how that works either. But I don't care though. <laughs> I, I, I I I just I love the fact that he blew it up. Yeah. It's one of these movies where you, have you, you can't look too far past the common sense. It's, I'm going to get clean water, damn it. Right. <laughs> and no then the way that he hooks up the uh, he hooked up the time bomb, so to speak. That was hilarious. It looked, like a, it looked like a cartoon. Oh, I was, no, yeah, I was going to say... It was like a, a scene out of... Uh, you know, you expected to see the Acme receipt. Right. On that thing. <laughs> But he cli- he clipped the the electrodes, so to speak. Mm-hmm. The, he clipped it actually, like physically clipped it to the clock itself, yeah. like the top of the clock. Like that's gonna do anything? I don't know. It was hilarious. As soon as I saw it, I laughed out loud. <laughs> um, a lot of the sight gags like that made me laugh. Um, Andrew. Yeah, uh, like I said, I saw it about a year and a half ago or so with my wife, and I just caught bits and pieces of it, and I thought, mm, it's 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 kind of funny, I guess. Uh, and then I rewatched it um, last week sometime, and it wasn't all that I thought it would be um, after catching just bits and pieces. But it it had its moments, though. Got a few chuckles here and there. Mm-hmm. It was it to me, it was really slow. Like it just took forever to get you know to get through things. You you kind of knew what to well. Maybe because I've seen it before, then you knew kind of what to expect, but uh, it just like it took forever to get there. Okay. Uh, Sam. 
First time seeing it, um, I had a blast with this movie. I had a heck of a lot of fun. Um, I expected the movie just to be another side screen at work, um, you know, just, just kind of watch it while I'm grading some homework and things like that. But it kept catching my attention, and doggone it, did it, it made me laugh out loud a few times. Like Chad mentioned before, the, uh, the kids. I, I could watch a movie just about the kids. How often do we see mafia movies where, you know, the father's really the only one in on the game and everybody else, you know, doesn't like what he does or is ashamed of what he does. This family loves it. They love every aspect of the mafia life. Uh, well, the, and, the daughter was trying to get out. That was the whole point. She was trying to get out. Not really. Yeah. Not yeah. yeah. She, she literally, she said that. She was like, this guy that I'm in love with is my way out of the family. That's what she says. Uh-huh. She, oh. she wants out. She wants out so hard that she's willing to throw herself off a building. Well, I thought that was because he broke up with her. Right. I mean, she would, those was, was saying, it was like she wanted out away from the family and to be with this guy that she met five minutes ago and that she had sex with, which was kind of yeah. a cool scene. I'm not going to lie. And then. Yeah, and but the, wasn't it awkward, though? What do you it mean? It was kind of like, well, he's a teacher and she's a student. Oh, yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, I, I feel a little kind of dirty watching this. I, I kind of. Even though she's, you know, well over 20. Well, in real life, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but she's playing 17 in the movie. But the yeah. the part that was like, all I could think of was, that's ah, Europe. Who cares? It's France. <laughs> they're like in night. They're like stuck in 1982 anyway. Yeah. Gracious. The, did you like the computers that everyone was using and the <laughs> landlines? Like Sarah actually asked me and she says, when is this movie supposed to be set? And I'm like, I don't know, but with the all, typewriter. Yeah. yeah. Like they, the, they, that film projector they pulled out was from like 1978. <laughs> I mean, did no one have a DVD player and a big screen TV in that little in Normandy? I guess when, when the Americans invaded, like all the technology that we had at the time, we just left there, and that was it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I, you know, uh, the last Robert De Niro we saw was was that the Silver Linings? Yes. I didn't like him in that movie. I like him in this. I, there's something about him as a mafia guy that just is awesome. I, lo- I think that fits him perfectly. Well, yeah, because he's done it like 1,200 times. I know, and he's so good at it. Yeah. And I kind of have to agree, was it Andrew or Chad? Michelle Pfeiffer didn't look good. No. She she looked like she, she's, you know, been smoking for 40 years. A coke whore. Yeah, she just didn't look good. <laughs> and she was wearing makeup. I just I guess they didn't put a soft filter on her or something, but she looked pretty pretty harsh on this. Compared, she needed a hell of a soft filter. daughter. Yeah. <laughs> well, she um born in 58. Go ahead. I want to see how you spin this. No, no, I'm saying she's born in 58, so she's what? Almost 60? Yeah. So I mean, she was Catwoman for going to say. Well, yeah, no, but, but even in Catwoman, she but, wasn't a hot Catwoman. Uh, she was like I think she was kind of hot at Catwoman. I ain't going to lie. Uh, she's she's my favorite. Uh, I am going to have to agree with Sean on that one. Yeah, even though yeah. Anne, Anne Hathaway was great, I I still like Michelle Pfeiffer's kind of Kind of raw sexuality in Batman Returns. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I thought she was kind of attractive when the in the like five minutes on screen she's actually attractive in Stardust before she gets all creepy witch lady. Yeah. Um, uh, I I but, yeah. In this movie, she's not super attractive. Now it also yeah. doesn't help that her daughter is smoking hot. Yes. Uh, Diana mm-hmm. Agron or Agron, how do you pronounce it? But like, um. 
I, you know, for for her age, you know, she's fine. Yeah. I didn't. But think who, but who stole the show from? In my mind, is is the boy. The boy. The, oh my gosh! Yeah. And his little schemes and how quickly he he turns things around you and know, basically gets to be the the <laughs> big man on campus. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of like a fourteen year old R rated version of Marky Mark in the Italian Job. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, yeah. like, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm not gonna use a gun. I'm just gonna, of course, at the end of the movie, he uses a gun. He uses two Mac tens. Oh. Um, but uh, <laughs> he, uh, he, like, he connives and whatever, and then, of course, at the end of the movie, they're like, "We have all these complaints on you. I want to see my boy." <laughs> no, you're right. He, the, the yeah, two of he, the kids were awesome. actually more interesting. I thought they were the most interesting part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll do my my bit. Is that uh, this was my first time seeing it, and. Uh, I actually laughed out loud a, a bunch of times in this movie, but it was um, like just like these random little moments interspersed with some like uh, kind of boring violence, moments maybe. Well, yeah, obviously the violence, <laughs> but like, but it again, was again, it was it wasn't violence for violence' sake. It was like all of the violent moments had points, you know, like. I'm trying to know how to describe it. I, I laughed when he put the dirt plumber in the back of the truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she's and like, I couldn't it? tell. Now, now, help me out, guys. Was was the plumber trying to get one over on him? I think, I think so. It was. I couldn't tell. I was like, uh, you know, is he? Is this plumber? He's not that, not that smart or something. I just, I for for a while there, I was like, oh, the poor plumber just got his leg broken and everything else just because. <laughs> He's trying to do a job, and and I like the doctor. It was like he broke it in twelve places. Well, he fell down the stairs. I would have, I would have understood one break, but not twelve. Well, he had a hammer in his bag, so maybe that was knocking around. Because <laughs> he breaks his bat, and then he go picks up the, the the his hammer. He goes to the tool bag and finds the hammer. I mean, that stuff I thought was hysterical. I mean, again. Again, you know, he's a violent man doing a violent thing against a, for all intents and purposes, an innocent guy. There are so many innocent people that get beat up and killed in oh this my movie. Gosh, the movie starts that way. That innocent yeah. family—they just happen to be a dude that looks like De Niro has a family that looks like theirs. Yeah. The only thing they're missing was a dog, and they get killed for no reason. Yeah. Except that they look similar. I thought for a second, I thought that was going to be like a flashback. Hmm. You know, to the earlier, earlier of the family. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, this so so this movie only made it, it was only uh, it was cost thirty million bucks, which isn't that expensive, but there wasn't a whole lot to do. You know, just people talking. Um, but it had, uh, but it made worldwide almost eighty million, so it made its money back, uh, probably mostly yeah. in France. Um, but one of, one of my notes is that I think it's interesting. So I was mentioning earlier about Luke Besson. He's, he is French, and most of his movies are set in French. Uh, or not in French, in France. Like the Transporter <laughs> movies and things like that. Yet, in this movie, the French are kind of portrayed as like... Idiots. Assholes. Yeah, they're, I, yeah, they're just arrogant assholes. And have that, you I been to France? No, I haven't. Um, and I, I, I have I, been to France. I, I have been told that that's kind of how they are. Yeah, um, when I visited, we went there for a day when we were in Europe and uh, sat at an outdoor cafe. Mm-hmm. And the waiters and waitresses uh, ignored us because they didn't want to serve Americans. You should have put Canadian bumper stickers on everything. <laughs> I, I've seen London. I've seen, I've seen France. France. <laughs> and I have seen Corny's underpants. 
They are gigantic. <laughs> I'm glad Corny could make the episode. Albeit I love through, you, Corny. Albeit through his underwear. Um, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that, like, I mean, yeah, you got that know-it-all history guy, which I thought that scene cracked me up because because my wife looks over at me, Sarah, and goes, "That's that's kind of how you are." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." Um, because I like I like me some history, and when someone comes at me with some, you know, generic historical references, and I start getting specific, and then they just, uh, so I thought that would that that scene made me laugh out loud. Um, and then he gets shot. And then he got shot for just. Being a neighbor. Oh, your yeah. house blew up. Let me go take a look. Bang. And then and then one other neighbor, like a minute, like like 15 minutes later, I think a house blew yeah. up. Oh, got shot. Um, no witnesses. No witnesses. Man, that whole town. No none in that whole town. That's, that stinks. Um, well, there, there was that one scene where they had to discuss that one witness. But whether you oh, the, shoot it or not, you know. Oh, I, right. Yeah, yeah. It's no, not going to rat on you. Yeah, you're right, you're right. The guy literally says, I don't want to shoot the dog. And he's like, well, what was he going to do, rat on? He's like, yeah. But so, um, And then you couldn't really hear it because De Niro was under all that rubble because of the house had blown up. But you, yeah. it, it was I, I, it was very faint. You could hear I, him. I remember it. I, I heard it. Yeah, you could hear him yeah. say. If you kill my dog, I swear to God, I swear to God, I'll get really mad. And then the dog <laughs> freaking ripped that guy's face off. Do you guys know? I love that. Part. Everyone in this yes. family is a killer, yes. even the dog. Now I will say this, which I think is kind of funny. In that final scene, spoiler: everyone kills someone except Robert De Niro. He's the only <laughs> character that doesn't oh kill anyone. Oh my gosh, you're right. You know, like, like everyone, even Tommy Lee Jones gets one. Which, by the way, speaking of Tommy Lee Jones, was in this movie. Holy yeah! cow! I didn't know. <laughs> And yet he's what is he another U.S. Marshal? Yeah, right? this will be his third time as a quote unquote U.S. Marshal. And he was so dry. I loved his character. Well, that, I but, loved it. But that's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, I, I was going to say that's him in every movie. Yeah, yeah. He, he's actually my favorite part of the Captain America, the first one, the first mm -hmm. Avenger. You know, when he he throws the grenade on the ground and it, he Rogers dives on it, and then Erskine kind of gives him that that look like I told you so, and he just looks at him and goes, "He's still skinny." You know, like that, that stuff, you know, or at the end when he's getting ready to jump, uh, Captain America's getting ready to jump on the plane and, and she gives him a kiss. And then he looks at um, Tommy Lee Jones and goes, I'm not going to kiss you. Like that's just Tommy Lee Jones, you know, that deadpan. So yeah. I, I liked him in this movie. I didn't know he was going to be in it, but I thought he was really good as kind of the, you know, handler, so to speak. Yeah. And he had such a hatred for him, but the, the language he was using. Yeah. In terms of how he was putting him down was just brilliant. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It, it was it, it was kind of a love-hate relationship. Like yeah. I'm we're stuck with each other. Um <laughs> because of what you did and what you did for the government and we appreciate what you did, but you make my life miserable and so therefore I'm going to make your life a little miserable too. Um <laughs> And and one thing about the movie too that was interesting to me is they jumped right into this. There was no why they were in witness protection until later on. Yeah. You know, there was no backstory. It was they're moving into a new house, and that was it. I, I will say that to that point, I thought the movie was well written. Yeah, and I think maybe that's you know a tribute to Luke Besson. He can write a movie, except for Lucy. He couldn't write that movie. But he, <laughs> I'm still mad at Lucy, not her, but uh, or your daughter Sam. But um, yeah. 
the, the movie. It was just... I was I you, for some reason I thought you said you liked that movie. I liked it until the last ten minutes of the movie, and then it uh, just got so French. No, I just <laughs> I can't say what happened without ruining the movie. Don't 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 because I'm so, gonna end up watching and, it. Sure. So anyway, it's just dumb. It was real dumb. You're gonna get was to it. it was Sam? it a bookshelf moment? A bookshelf moment. What do you mean? Uh, interstellar bookshelf moment? No, no. Okay. Nothing like that. See, what happens is they're, they're just all sitting around, and then the Nazis show up, and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah, something like that. Anyway, <laughs> I... exactly what happened. No. That's not what happened at all. Um, I, did, I, I, uh, I did put in my notes that his life is worth $20 million, but he's worth way more than Porter. <laughs> he's only worth well, seventy grand. Um. Excuse me. Sorry. Um, uh-oh. Uh, sorry. I just looked back at my script, and all of a sudden, this little thing pops up that Andrew Jimison has signed on. I'm like, oh, great. Uh-oh. What's he, he going to do now? <laughs> sorry, um, my, com- my computer went to sleep. I was just trying Do you guys it. notice the overuse of payphones in this movie? What the hell? Come on, Europe. What are you doing? <laughs> There's a lot of payphones over in Europe. I, 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 apparently. Yeah. Um, and, and this is one of those movies where a cell phone cures everything. You know, yeah. if, if the kids had cell phones, which they even make fun of in the movie, you know, like the, the actor, the director's like, all right, got to find a way to create some tension. So the kids, you know, they, they, they can't warn the parents because the boy knows what's going on and then the daughter knows what's going on. And if they just had phones, they could just call their parents. So I, I, that, that, that last 20, 30 minutes, 20 minutes of the movie, there was actually some pretty good tension. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind yeah. of, you know, like I didn't actually think she was going to jump off the, the the building, but there was some good tension. I was kind of like leaning forward a little bit in my seat going like, because I, I kind of thought maybe someone was going to die, someone important. I kind of did, truth be told. <laughs> um, I knew it wasn't yeah, going to well, be I the mean, dog. And, and but all the goons. Uh, did you expect all, all the goons to show up? No, not that many. I no. expected like that one guy. Fat Willie. Yeah. Yeah. Fat Willie. Was that his name? Yeah, really. Oh my gosh, that's hysterical. Is that what his name his credit is? Yeah. Billy Here's the, my question. Billy the Bug. Here's my question. So Yeah, so, Fat Willie. Uh, and I'm not I'm not really big on my mafia, how ins and outs. Andrew, you might be able to because I know you're part of that. Yeah. But um I have people. Um do you just call somebody <laughs> up and say, Hey man, uh we're gonna come we're gonna fly in and if you could have two black Mercedes uh, with leather trim, just kind of waiting on us. Oh yeah, and if you could have some uh, rocket launchers in there, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we gotta have and, a, yeah RPGs. That's and, pretty much uh, how it works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dude, it's, it's they all about an RPG. Yeah. That it's all about that the family. Really. And <laughs> as soon as that happened, I said the same thing, Chad. I looked at Sarah and I said, "What? Like, you can barely get a shotgun in France, let alone machine guns." You know, if like they were in America, I would actually have bought it more because it's America. We've got guns everywhere. I mean, I got one in my drawer right here. So, not really. But anyway. By the way, did anybody have a, a fist pump moment when the, the boy shoots the shotgun? Yeah, I kind of did. Oh, 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 that oh, guy's oh. running. He just reaches in, grabs the first gun. I mean, how dumb are those stupid uh, <laughs> mafia guys to just leave the trunk lid open? But I guess if they kill everybody in town, you know, who's to say that they're going to do anything? But. Um, I just, 
that was a pretty funny moment. When he picked up those two Mac 10s, though, and he kind of gave her that look, I was like, yeah, he's going to do something. <laughs> um, I mean, and they were all good shots. It was crazy. Just a violent, violent family. Must be nice. <laughs> um, speaking of that moment earlier in the, sh- in the episode, I mentioned the, the part about the history. This happened. Yeah, but I'm going to discuss the, the army and the core of it and so on, starting with the fleets. Yeah. Before the landings, there was the boardings. Sure. I guess you'll be devoting a chapter to Operation Overload. That's Operation Overlord, in case you were wondering. You can't understand his Frenchness. Well, I don't think a single chapter could cover that. What the 314th Infantry didn't top enough. Tops it all for me. Young fellows. From Texas mostly, weren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah. Those guys, they were like real cowboys, yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what I'm saying. Um... Uh, you ready for a little, um, I don't know if it's irony or what, but this was kind of funny. And I laughed because of the, maybe, irony. Al Capone always said, asking polite with a gun in your hand is better than just asking polite. <laughs> and that's funny that's because true. because and, he played, no be, so. well, he, but he also played Al Capone. What now? What's that? What were you saying, Sam? Uh, don't you just want to start off polite and then if they don't, you then bring it back? I mean, why do that? Why do you want to waste time? Just get to the point. Yeah, you just bring the gun, and Catch then you the ask. Chase. You just bring the gun, and then you ask politely. And That's what I do with my kids. They're probably, then they're probably going to give you the answer you want. <laughs> oh, lovely. Probably. How many quarter notes are in a whole note? Jimmy. Three. <laughs> Bang. Tommy. <laughs> four. Oh, <laughs> Bang. Jimmy's not getting People it wrong. Actually kill them. I'm just gonna, you know, take out their their kneecaps or something. Yeah. No, it's marching band season. You can't do that. And he sucked at clarinet anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I loved his little psychotic visions. Oh yeah. You know, like when he you would... never do exactly if it when it was real and when it wasn't. Right. You know, like you know? the the scene when he like shows up when he's dragging him by the car. I'm like, wait, is this? Yeah, a... I was like, this has got to be a vision. Is this a vision or not? <laughs> nope. No, this one's real. Nope. Nope. That's real. Yeah, Jeez. Uh, and like how he—I mean—he kind of threatened the mayor of that little town, which was great. And of course, he pretended to like break his hand in the door. The only other movie I could think of where we we get that is in the movie True Lies. You guys ever seen that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> where uh, Schwarzenegger pretends yep. to uh, kill uh, Sam Elliott. Not Sam Elliott. That's the Coors guy. What's his name? <laughs> Um, he's over, man. Game over. What's Joe his Pesci. Name? Not Joe Pesci. Damn it, Sam. <laughs> um, I mean, it was a mob movie, right? Yeah. It's gonna bother me. Joe Pesci is not a um, it's not a very you know far from the poorest, far, far from par. You know. What are you trying to say? Dick. I don't know English. Bill is, Paxton. There it is. Jeez. Bill Paxton. Uh. Uh, that guy, yeah. yeah, one of my all-time favorites. I was just watching a movie with Bill Paxton the other day. Were you watching Twister? It was. No. No. Oh, okay. That's one of the few movies he's in that I actually like. You should have. It's a good movie. Independence uh, Day. That's Bill Pullman. Same guy. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> not even close. Um, oh, oh, yeah, oh, I know Bill Paxton. What about, I... what about Sling? No, I. 
I will say Bill Paxton in Day After Tomorrow is pretty pretty funny. I liked him. I like Bill Paxton in Sling Blade. Wait, hold on. Bill Paxton in Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, or not Day After Tomorrow. The uh, Live, Die, Repeat, but they called it uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Like, oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Live free and die hard. Yeah, he's like the you. drill sergeant. No, no, not yes. li- not live free and die tomorrow. <laughs> That's not a movie. What'd you say, Andrew? Die another day. Die That's another day. Was. Yeah, he's not in that either. <laughs> die another day. Wait a minute. Oh wait, the, no, the one actually that like was Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Hold on. Sorry. I think Sam's actually trying to get one right here. He actually no, he's got it right. Yeah, he's in Edge of Tomorrow. He's the drill sergeant. Um, that that um. Yes. That that takes Tom Cruise and makes his life hell for a few minutes. Um, have you seen Edge? Over. I have. Over. I yeah. I've, it's a great over. movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I loved Reason, it. I didn't think. I didn't think you saw it. No. Oh. Yeah. I saw it. I saw, um, Tom Cruise has actually been putting out some really good movies recently. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm thinking he comes up short. He well. <laughs> <laughs> you watch out those Scientology people who come to your house and. I think he's actually done with Scientology. I think I'm just glad to hear that he's putting out at all. Nice. Uh oh, there goes Chad. Oh dear God! I didn't have this problem the other day. <laughs> I love that I hung up on him on mid sentence. That was great. I didn't have this problem last time. Um, well, you weren't on last week. Well, the time before that. Oh. Uh, no, I might have slept through that part. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I do. I do tend to fall asleep you know, during recording. Ten minute naps from no, time to time. No, Sam. Edge of Tomorrow was great, and I actually in Oblivion yes. I thought was really good too. I loved Oblivion. Yes. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um, and then the new Mission Impossible movie is really, really good too. And he, of course, he has to run and ride a motorcycle and things like that. But and takes his shirt off at some point. No, he doesn't take his shirt off. Oh. No, he doesn't. He's old. Must be the a certain point of his career now. Right? Yeah, he's he's getting to the point now where things are starting to look funny because he's getting old, but he's still like... Well, he's got that Scientology, you know, tattoo. Again, he's not... I don't think he's a tattoo anymore. Um, and he's, well, he's still got the tattoo. I mean, you can't, just can't get rid of it. I mean, you could. That's going to take a lot of sandpaper. I, <laughs> God, that would be painful. Um, I did write a note. We were talking about that stupid newspaper earlier, and I did... My, my notes are, what the what with the paper? I would have bought a blog or Facebook post, but a newspaper from Normandy, no. Yeah. Um, I also like the whole uh, after she has sex with the boy in the in the ho- the hospital, the, the classroom, and her mom's like, "Oh, it's a crush." I don't think they've made it past first base, and she's like, <laughs> "And we're all making that noise, we're like, yeah, first base." Hmm. Uh, <laughs> and then he breaks up with her over the phone, and the two. Uh, U.S. Marshals are listening, and they're like, man, if I ever see this guy, I'm going to punch him in the face. It was pretty funny. I liked those guys. Yeah, they were actually good. Were, I I felt, were... I actually got a little sad when they died. Yeah, and it wasn't even a heroic death. It was just kind of a mow him down through the door right. type of death. And, and that's did, a trope, too. It is a trope. And how did he know they were in that, they're in there? Yeah. You, you Maybe know? he just... A good guess. Maybe he just, you know, spit bullets at every door. Maybe, maybe I don't know, but like he he fired, and then the guy's like, "Oh, what's that?" And he goes, "Oh, it's Tiny or whatever the hell's name was." That's um, Wally. And I was so confused when Big Willie or whatever his name was <laughs> was walking in on Michelle Pfeiffer, right? And yeah. she's cowering, and then he he takes off his belt to whip her. No, no that was not no. what was about to happen, Sam. 
Fat Willie. I thought was, he. I thought he had Willie. to to shoot her. Right. No, he said you have. He's got a shooter. He says we have to. We have to dirty you. It's the rule. Like he was, with the belt or something? He was going to rape her, Sam. He was going to oh, do dude. Skeletor right there <laughs> in the floor. That's why he says it will hurt less if you don't fight. But that makes makes no sense. He could have just shot her and survived. Well, yes, it's part of the it's, it's part of the mafia thing. Yeah, I, I if guess you, if you turn your back on the family. They're going to, and she. He actually says, "You know what's going to happen, right?" And he, she said, "Yeah." Yeah, like she knew it was going to happen. Apparently, it's that's a common it's practice. A thing. Yeah, it's a thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's the first time I've seen that in a mafia movie. I think. I, I usually, don't know. It's, usually the rules, you know, according to Sopranos, the rule was, you know, you don't touch the women or the children. It's all. Just the male. Yeah, in this yeah. in this world, that's yeah. This is like Game of Thrones world. Like I- yeah. anyone can die. You know, I mean that guy with no question about it shot that girl in the back, and then the boy at the beginning of the movie. I mean, um, no hesitation. None. Yeah, that guy was a cold blooded killer, and I'm really glad he died. And the way he died, I laughed when he got hit by that car. Tommy Lee Jones yeah. was driving, and he went like 30 feet. I was laughing. It was great. It was really great. Um, uh, I already played that one. Um, this one was kind of funny. Number one of the top ten reasons why I'm a good guy, I don't like to cause pain for no reason, because all my sadistic urges are satisfied when I cause pain for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> that's such great logic you know that's such great logic well it makes sense he just you know he caused some pain to get his his water fixed mm-hmm. right but he just fixed the water for everybody in that town yeah he was beating up people for the greater good yeah he so was, that he was he, our new slogan he was beating up people <laughs> for the greater good so he, my mental abuse of, of sean here is warranted because it's for the for the greater of, of the podcast. He was he was using Vulcan logic. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one, meaning that it's okay if I beat your ass because the <laughs> many are going to benefit from it. And not to mention that water was wasn't just brown, that was nasty. Oh my gosh, yeah. I that was just horrid, horrid nasty. And I thought it was kind of interesting that everyone just knew what the problem was. Yeah. You know, it's like it's not the pipes. You got to go to the mayor. Well, the mayor like it's not us. You got to go to the treatment plant. It's not us. You got to go to the fertilizer. And the fertilizer guy was like, "Yeah, it's kind of us." He's kind of <laughs> and, us. And, and it's in that one tower. And it's only why in does, that. One. Yeah, but why does nobody else do something about it before that? Because it takes an American to go in there and fix things. That's what this movie's yeah. supposed to teach us. Is that well, they only, don't have a neighbor from New Jersey, right? Like you have to have you know America. Was it sixty years later, seventy years later from the from the landings, and we're still fixing shit over there? So, you're welcome, France. Yes. Go and say one star review from France. Yeah. True story. But then, you know, we that also actually... send. Oh no, go ahead, Andrew. Oh, sorry. Uh, that actually happened to me. Uh, my my water was brown for like a couple of days. And then my, no, you're in the states. Now. Yeah, yeah. And okay. my uh, my next door neighbor, who is from New Jersey, she came over. And she said, hey, Andrew, what's wrong with the water? Is your water this color? And I was like, uh, yeah. So I don't know what she did. I don't know what tower she blew up, but it was fixed <laughs> within like 30 minutes. 
So she did something. I don't know what happened. Wow. Yeah. She got a guy on the phone. She called Fat Willie, and uh, <laughs> things were taken care of. That's great. Um, so here's my question. Here's the burning question. Uh, the burning maybe, question. Maybe I zoned out during my one of my 10-minute naps uh, <laughs> watching this movie. Um, why did he want to leave the family business to begin with? Who? Robert De Niro. I think... I th- Go ahead, Go Sam. Ahead. I mean, you've been uh, you've been wrong every other time on this movie, so keep going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I what I got out of it is that he snitched. Why? Who knows? Well, That's I, part of the backstory they haven't told. No, it's in the movie. What? It's the, <laughs> <laughs> Andrew, what movie? Andrew, are you with me here? Yes, I'm with you. Okay, so during his <laughs> scene where he's typing up his memoirs, he's talking about how he he wanted to get out. Because he knew that one day that it would come to it would affect his family, and that he, he didn't want his family to be a part of that. Huh, he okay. was doing it for his family to get to get them safe, and that's why he snitched, and so he could get out. It was the only way to get out was to, to to snitch on the family, which that guy wasn't exactly you know, you know. What's the word? Living in squander in that prison cell. I mean, no. yeah, in squalor. Squalor. Thank you. Why did? But if he wanted out, like I understand that once you're in the mafia, you're in for life, and there's no getting out. But you know, why could they not have just picked up and moved to I, France? I think the, the the only way I can I can figure it is that the the best way to get away from it is to one to have your boss in jail. And two, having the government able to give you new identities and 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 things like that. And security, basically, yeah. and, you well, know, they're free they, security with them. Yeah, they're they horrible, to, but, but they they've security. had to move like five, six, seven times because he kept beating up people. Yeah, it was his own fault. <laughs> <laughs> that one's his own fault, he, and, and admittedly, <laughs> you know, um, that was his own his own doings. Um, my only thing is at the end of the movie, right? So we've kind of wrapped up the movie and then they're leaving and De Niro, his character is so oblivious to his family that, I mean, like I actually kind of feel like he wins like worst dad of the year kind of because <laughs> his, his son tried to run away. And the only reason why he did it was because these bad guys came in and the son cares about his family. That's why he was running away. The daughter had sex with her teacher guy, and then was ready to kill herself because whatever. And then they have this violent confrontation. And then in the movie, they all still kind of hate. Like, they're all, like, they're family. But I think they, they kind of hate each other or something, you know? Like, they're like, you're like, and I kind of got the feeling as they're leaving the town, like, Michelle Pfeiffer looked like she was pissed. And maybe she was pissed because her, you know, her... Her skin was falling off. Her uh, henchmen guys were dead. You know, her 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 cop buddies were dead. Um, and then, like, you know, the, the girl is still having all these feelings. I mean, is she going to go find another building to jump off of? And, you know, the kid's going to go find a new school to run game on and then possibly get in trouble again and maybe run away? Like, none of the problems are solved. Yeah. Um, I, I but, really think those are just normal teenage problems, though. Yeah, maybe. I mean... Uh, none, Only with none, a mafia twist. To yeah, none of us no, no, know, no, no, no. ran no, game all. on school like that. But you know, um, I don't know. My drum major does lady. that. Really, <laughs> drum major's in charge of this cigarette ring of the school. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> did, did anybody else think that uh, the girl was somehow going to screw up the test for this teacher? 
At one point, I thought to keep him in town, to keep him by her, she is going to figure out a way. I thought she was going to drug him or something when she had sex with him. Oh, I see what to, you mean. Yeah, to yeah. keep him from doing this test to leave. Oh, yeah. I'm... I never got that idea. Yeah. Um, I actually kind of thought, though, at one point, once he broke up with her, that it would, like, cut to a scene where, like, the dad opens, like, a trunk to a suitcase, <laughs> and he's, like, gagged and bound inside of it. And he just yeah. looks down at the guy, and the girl's like, he broke my heart. And, like, that's the last we see of that kid. Like, <laughs> I was kind of expecting to go that route. Yeah. Because um, I think it would have kind of fit the movie still. It still would have been funny, you know? He's like, oh, you got to broke my daughter's heart? Cool. And then he goes and, like, ties him up to Tower 5 or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the bomb blew up, and he, like, forgot about it. And he looks at his watch, and he's like, oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. That was weird. Sorry, I was too busy talking about a movie that I starred in. <laughs> he didn't say that his water broke, though. <laughs> I was waiting for that. If you I had... love that moment, though, in the movie when they're like, you know, they have to, they they send off for this movie, and it, has, and it comes back in like 35 millimeter or something. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's not the one we want. And I'm thinking to myself, wouldn't it be hilarious and ironic if it was a mob movie? It's like, and Goodfellows. <laughs> and then Tommy I, Lee Jones is like, ah, I, I, I'm, time to go. Time to go. <laughs> um, I'm pulling no, the plug. No, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's like, I do not want to see any of your home movies. It's funny, <laughs> Chad, you're, you're <laughs> setting me up really good for the next clip, by the way. Um, I, I thought it was, was going to be something different, that it was going to be like, it was going to be some movie, some French movie making fun of Americans. Yeah, and then like the yeah. whole movie was going to be about how stupid Americans are and how fat we are and how obese we are and how we're ruining the world. And at the end of it, he would just get so mad that that would blow his cover. I didn't see the mob angle coming, you know, flip what was going on. But to Chad's point about the the line you just said, I laughed so incredibly hard at this line that I had to stop the movie because I couldn't hear what was happening. And my wife was Sarah was beside herself. At how I thought this line, this is the best line of the movie. Okay? You ready? Here it is. Yeah. It's a good movie, Stan. Gangsters all over the street. That's got to be a turnout for a top cop like you. I bet it's your favorite secret jerk-off movie. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that when I watched it. That's funny. <laughs> I lost it. It's your favorite jerk-off movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. Um... <laughs> you just made me laugh. Uh, this is the last clip. It's 42 seconds. Just uh, tuck in here for a second. This morning I was worth $20 million. I'm probably worth double that now. I've cheated death so many times in my life, I don't even think about it anymore. It's like getting caught outside in a storm. You just have to avoid being hit by the lightning. But all things considered, I had a pretty good day. My family is more together than we've ever been. The water in town ain't brown no more. And for a couple of hours, I was the toast of the local film society in Shalong Saravra. In fact, the only thing that's pissing me off now is that I have to rewrite this entire f***ing book. <laughs> and we have to change our names again. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I had to get the part with the dog. And then he also said, Stupid f***ing book. So, yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd probably read that book. I, I, I would too. I, yeah, I think it would be fun. Um, there you go. Uh, I also the last the last one I wrote was, uh, "Wow, that confession ruined that French priest." That was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect that either. Yeah, I didn't either. She comes in, he's like, "You're the devil." I'm like, well, good God, what did she tell him? <laughs> Um, the trope where we got the shooting through the door trope, uh, the fishes out of water trope, which we've had like every other episode. Um, most mafia tropes are in here. Yeah. A lot of the Uh, mafia tropes are in there, which is fine. You know, a lot of the mafia likes pasta and things like that. Uh, people from New Jersey had big hair. Apparently it was weird. Um, there you go. Any other tropes you can think of? Everybody has a gun. Everybody. Your security's not worth a damn. Everybody's got a gun. Uh, throwback. Audible.com sponsored this movie, or this podcast, I should say. Uh, you can get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash cheap reviews. In fact, you can get the book that this movie is based on. Um, and I'll tell you what the name of that book is in just a second. Audible.com, audibletrial.com slash cheap reviews. Trivia! Act trivia! <laughs> Although Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer have, been, have both appeared in Stardust, which we've done, and, and New Bob. Year's Eve, they had shared no scenes. So when Pfeiffer received the script for the family, she told her agent that if she had no scenes with the Nero, she wouldn't even read it. That's kind of cool. The source novel's title, which is Malavita. Malavita. Ma- okay, yeah. Is the name of the family dog. Malaria? Malavita? Malavita. Malavita. Malabeta. There it is. When John DeLeo first met Diana Agron on set, he unknowingly asked her if she was the makeup girl. Agron burst out laughing and said, no, I'm your sister. And I'm hot. Um, At one point, Robert De Niro's character brandishes a baseball bat while quoting Al Capone. In The Untouchables, a character is killed with a baseball bat wielding Al Capone, played by Robert De Niro. (laughs) I like that. I do too. When Don Lucis receives the bucket of ice in prison, he is reading the newspaper La Repubblica. In the top right-hand corner on the front page is a picture of Leon, can be seen, which, you know, Leon the professional, and next to the advertisement for Nikita, both films made by Luke Besson. Um, I like it when people do that. Film, film, not film, soundtrack grade. I gave it an FW for French Whimsical. I thought the soundtrack was very fun. It was whimsical. It was kind of piano and light and kind of funny. And um, uh, yeah, what did we learn? Well, I learned that newspapers are still relevant. Good God, are they? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just French high school newspapers. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> <sighs> Top three. Uh. This week we chose mob movies. What else would we choose? Uh, top three mob movies. Which well, we could have done Michelle Pfeiffer, Robert De Niro. You're right. We could have done all of those things, but we didn't. We chose mob movies um, yep. because for some reason we didn't do that for Untouchables. Uh, yeah, because we were we reviewed the Legos. Oh, you're right. Lego movie. You're right. You're right. Instead of the top three. Yep. Uh, Chad. Hi. This is the part where okay. you wake up and tell us your top three. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's let me case. get the cattle prod. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> Ow! Put that away. Oh no! This is where Sam has to uh, 
be the uh, the the non commissioned officer from Enemy of the Gates. You know, like he has to yell at Chad. <laughs> Chad, remember yep. if you're if if the guy in front of you is killed, you have to pick up his notes and tell tell what his. Chad never was. saw the movie. Yeah, that's right. Oh, which is good. That means that I can prod him with the cattle prod and <laughs> he won't understand because it's just like a russian soldier he has no idea what's going on <laughs> i pick up the gun and use my bullets got it all right um i'm gonna have to go with um good fellows okay i really like that um i've never seen sc- good fellows oh it's good it's, it's kind of like the prequel to this movie list. <sighs> it really is the prequel to this movie yeah interesting because it's like a mob. Have y'all never seen it? I have not. No. Really? I, 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 you haven't seen it either, Andrew? No. My my okay. list of mob movies, you're about to hear. Oh, like, nice. Like all of them. Joe Pesci is in Goodfellas, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. I thought, I know he's in a bunch of them, like Casino, I think. That's, isn't, isn't Goodfellas the, the whole, what do you think I'm funny? Am I here to yeah. amuse you? Isn't that, yep. is that what that is from? That's exactly what that is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm here to make you laugh. So Goodfellas is the. Funny how? It's this. It's a mob movie that's, and at the very end, one of the mob guys rats on his buddies and gets out, and he gets put into witness protection. Hmm. So it's, in essence, it's the prequel to this movie. Or this is the watched. sequel, basically, yeah. Or something like that. Right. Whatever. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, number two, I'm going to go with Scarface. Haven't seen it. Say hello to my little friend. But everybody's seen Scarface. I haven't seen it. I just, uh, I missed all of the mob movies. It was just never a thing that I watched. So I know people. I know Jen's going to give me grief about it. I mean, she gave me grief about my westerns that I'd never seen. So uh, <laughs> feel free to to tweet me tweet at me how terrible. I I just I never seen Goodfellas. Never seen. What's the, uh, Do you like the, the genre, or is it just you've missed them? I I don't know. I just I don't know if I don't. I mean, I liked Untouchables a lot. Um, yeah. And I liked this movie, not a lot, but I liked it. But I just, I don't know why I, I, I've never seen any of the Godfathers. Never seen them. Wow. I know. And like, I'm like wow. I know Godfather Part 2 is like considered one of the greatest films ever made. Like I understand all of these yeah. things and accept them for reality. I just have not watched them. So spare me your emails and your Twitters and your things. Except if you want no, to. No, don't. But that's fine. <laughs> well, I was going to go with my number one. It was going to be Godfather. Yeah. Good. Cool. Slash Godfather Part Two. Both <laughs> of them won. Just not the third one. No. no not the third one. No, 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 no. Yeah, no. I've heard nothing good about that one. And no. Andrew. So, if well, you wake up tomorrow morning and there's a you know horse's head in your bed. Yeah, I get I, I get the <laughs> reference. Like people use that reference like all the time, and I get that that's from the Godfather. I just never seen it. I once saw a marching band show, and this is hilarious. I saw a marching band show, and they were playing music from The Godfather, and the flags that they had mm-hmm. had horses' heads on them. Oh, my gosh. That's weird. <laughs> I laughed so hard, and my kids were like, what's so funny? Right. I love it. I like, go watch a movie. <laughs> Andrew. My, my dad actually is a, is a deer hunter, and he put uh, you know, a taxidermied deer head in the bed with my mom one time and filmed it. <laughs> It was really nice. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it was really terrifying for her. Oh, look, especially since she had night terrors back then. But, uh, oh, yeah. bless her heart. But it was funny for the rest of the family. Here's Bambi's face. <laughs> now go to sleep. 
Well, before I get started with my list, I just want to say what a special relationship I have, and I love the movie The Untouchables. It, uh, <laughs> it is really it has a special place in my heart. It really should. Have you actually seen it yet? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it, yeah. Okay. Good. What movie did you think we were doing? The usual, suspects. the usual suspects. suspects. Right? Yeah. No, we, we did the usual suspects, but you thought we did Untouchables, right? That's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. At least you didn't watch like Unbreakable or something. That would have been pretty yeah, I know. too. <laughs> so, okay. So my list, I have an honorable mention of uh, uh, Pulp Fiction, which we've done for this yeah. podcast before. Um, so that's why it's honorable Very mention. Good. I really like it more than that, but I didn't want to use that as one of my three. Um Number three, Reservoir Dogs, which again we've done before, but I freaking love Reservoir Dogs. I like it more I, than Pulp I really Fiction. do like Reservoir Dogs. Um, number two, uh, Eight Heads in a Duffel Bag, oh, and that one is yeah. Joe Pesci. Uh, this is hilarious movie. <laughs> it really is. It sounds horrible, but it is so freaking. I've funny. seen parts of it, but I've never oh. seen. I've maybe seen maybe fifteen minutes of total. The, oh, the main character drives me insane. I, I hate the guy as an actor, but it's a funny yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh, and then my number one of all times is a Robert De Niro film, Analyze This. Mm. Ah. One of my favorites. And then there's the sequel, Analyze That. Which wasn't as good. but yeah. Is that the one uh, with Billy Crystal? Yeah. 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 He's the therapist. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Sam. Cool. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm kind of with Andrew. I put honorable mentions to the movies we've seen before, the Pulp, uh, um, Pulp Fiction and, um, Reservoir Dogs are especially untouchables. They're kind of, eh, for me, if I remember that correctly. My number three spot goes to Godfather 2. My two spot goes to The Godfather. And the best mafia movie in the world? Jurassic Park. Empire Strikes Back. I was going to say either Empire Strikes Back or, um... Return of the Jedi. Yeah. I figured yeah. someone was going to make the reference there. <laughs> uh, Job of the Hut. Yeah. And there's been little rumors going around they were going to do some sort of Job of the Hut mafia style movie, which would be hilarious in a way. So, <laughs> those are my movies. Can you Seriously? really call that a mafia movie? Because it's not really a family affair. It's not it's a just mafia like movie. It's one guy with a lot of money. I don't care. He's, a, he's considered. I don't, a, I don't a, care. I don't care what your rules. Yeah. You can see Jabba I sitting there stroking his chin. What a sinner! What a sinner! Jabba uh, can't reach his chin. Everybody yeah. knows this. He's got like That's little T Rex uh, arms. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, and he doesn't speak English. That would be awkward. Let him translate. Yeah. Uh, my three are um, The Road to Perdition. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, where he's he's uh, robbing Al Capone. He has AIDS. Scarlett Johansson's not in that. Is she not? No, there are no women in that movie. Oh. Well, that's why you like it so much. <laughs> oh. It does have uh, Jude Law and uh, <laughs> the, the the James Bond, Daniel Craig. Who's the killer? Who's the one following him? That's Jude Law. Jude Law, okay. Yeah. You uh, know who else Jude Law is? Uh, Vasily Saitsev. Vasily Saitsev, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, number two is The Departed. Yeah, you know, I almost put that on my list, but I can't watch that movie again. I, I have to because it's like the it's it's one of the three movies, <laughs> three mob movies I've seen, <laughs> and my number one is The Untouchables. 
Wow. Yeah. Uh, I just <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of them. And I see some more mafia movies, dude. I mean, like the only other one I could think of, like that I've seen, and that would be like Dick Tracy. And that's oh, a horrible, yeah. horrible. Yeah. Horrible. I know. It you is. know, we need to get some good wine, and and some food. You made some, fun of me last week for some drinking Italian wine. food. I did not. For wine, yes, you did. You literally made fun of me because I said, "Hey, I'm drinking wine." You're like, "Well, you're not a real man unless you drink beer." Like you said that on air. I'm gonna have to rewind that one because I don't think I said that. Maybe I didn't. But if you're watching a a, a mobster movie, you're gonna have to have some Italian food and some wine to go with it to to watch it. But we need to sit down and watch Godfather. All right, point of order, not for the podcast, but just in general. Yeah, yeah. Point of order. You need to get that off the list. Point of inquiry. Yes, sir. Does rewind actually have the same meaning it used to? <laughs> it's um, th- to answer your question, Chad. Someone put on uh, Twitter that um, their teacher had an actual floppy disk, like an actual three point five floppy disk, and little, you yeah. Know, and they said, "Oh, look, my teacher used a three D printer and printed out the save icon." <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, so to answer your question, no, no one knows what that means. But we still use like phrases like football players, 18-year-olds still go, we're going to go in and watch film. No, you're not. You're going to watch video. You're not watching... Digital f- at that. Yeah, you're not watching film on anything. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's it. E- we didn't have... I don't think we had an email. No? Not even hate mail? No, not even hate mail. Uh, let me wow. double check just to make sure we got anything since we started recording. Uh, nope. Um, the closest thing we got was the tweet from Alan um, saying, what did he say? Uh, hey, Cheap Seat Cats, please add Hardball and Masters of the Universe to the list. Done. Well, I put Masters, excuse me, Hard Masters ball. of the Universe. Isn't that like a CNN Chris Matthews thing? It's a Keanu Reeves, he <laughs> teaches, it's like Keanu Reeves' version of Bad News Bears. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Mm. Or Ugh. actually more like... I'd say it's kind of like bet, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves' version of the Mighty Ducks, only for baseball. Like, he gets roped into teaching minor league... Or, uh, like, uh, kid baseball. Like, mm. peewee baseball. And then he learns a lesson, blah, 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 blah. Bad News Bears? Yeah, kind of, yeah. You know what, did I say that earlier? I did say that, right? Yes. Okay, good. Um, that's it. Chad. No, out of ten. I guess what I was going to say. Chad, out of 10. I remembered this week. I'm going to... I believe that I'm going to give this film a solid 7 as a favor on this, the day of my daughter's wedding. You kind of sound like a really old smoker. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of... Yeah. Hello, my name is Stephanie. (laughs) I'm Please don't put your finger in my stoma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awful. Uh, Andrew, uh, I'm gonna say you know it was a great for me. I'm gonna say a five and a half. Oh, okay. All right, Sam. Uh, you know, if if there's one thing in this world, you know, that you could you could. S- Describe pretty much anything um, in terms of a score for this film. I'd probably give it seven out of ten. <laughs> I hate you so much right now. <laughs> Just you know, because you could say 
so many different ways to really describe what you're wanting to say in so many so many different ways. It can actually be used as a noun, a verb, an adjective, and an adverb. It was a great scene. Use it as different types of verbs. You can use it as a transitive verb. Uh, transitive verb. It was a great scene when his when the son was like, "Dad has like thirteen different uses for this word, but but all he has to say is one word, and it means like a hundred different things." But what yeah. is what is he doing writing a novel? <laughs> I have a few words for my for Sam right now, and, <laughs> and he is one of those words. You are that, sir. Uh, I'm going to give it a six point five. Uh, cartoon looking bombs out of 10. Uh, it yes, was fun, but cartoon, it yeah. was, it was fine. Um, <laughs> that's it. Um, next week we are doing Batman. That's right. I said that we're doing Batman next week. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? That's ex- that's exactly it. We're doing that Batman. It's very cool. I'm very excited. Tune in next week for Batman. You know, you know they don't say f- Batman. No, they don't. Oh, they God. really don't. Um, gosh just gonna delete all of your audio uh thanks for listening guys um and you have chad and sam to blame for all the beeps in the last minute and a half that you're gonna hear uh leave us a review on itunes and or stitcher uh unless you're from france i'm just teasing uh leave us a review on itunes or stitcher visit our website cheapseatreviews.com like us on facebook facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews and follow us on twitter at cheapseatcast if you follow us, I'll follow you back. At Sean J. Allred, at Suniji16, which is Sam, S-O-N-E-J-I-16. Johnny Darko16 is Corny. Maestro underscore Evans is Chad. And A. Jimison. Yeah, Chad doesn't follow Twitter. He doesn't use it. He, I don't even I think used you, to use it. You don't even have the app on his phone. Uh, and pl- please send us your hate mails or your non-hate mail to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Um... We're going to have something pretty cool coming up. At least I think it's going to be pretty cool coming up. Uh, look, Listen uh, or wait or whatever uh, for said announcement to be coming in the next few weeks. And by the time this podcast posts, my son will be three. So that's pretty and cool. And don't forget also. to vote. Oh, yeah. Go to our website, cheapsuitreviews.com, and vote for which movie you would like for us to do for Halloween, the Halloween episode, the ABCs of Death or The Exorcist. So on behalf of Chad, Andrew... Uh, Corny was not here. Sam, this is Sean saying goodnight. Thanks for listening. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>